Hi friends, welcome to another episode. Well, actually it's a crossover episode. Welcome to another episode of the making of and little black dress pod. And guys, you guys are in for a treat today because I have the ever impressive one and only Dr. Andy Jean Miro of Aesthetics by Andy. If you guys don't know who Andy is, you have been living under a rock because Andy is freaking, I mean, so gifted, like her photography, her, the level of detail that she puts into her cosmetic cases, her befores and afters. It is, it makes me like sad that mine don't look like hers, <laughs> but that's okay. That's okay. Cause we all need someone to be inspired by. And for me, I've had a girl crush on this woman for forever. I don't even think I ever told her about that, but um, she studied under Dr. Michael Appa and you guys know who he is. Of course you do. Um, but she is, she's blazing her own trail guys. She's making her own name, building her brand, creating her own, her own course and leaving her own legacy. So um, without further ado, welcome to the show, Dr. Andy. Thank you so much for having me. I am super excited to spend some time with you, and I'm super excited to hear that story, and I feel like we have to start with that. <laughs> I want to know. I mean, because I always have known you just from Insta and like all the really cool things that you've been doing and making noise in the industry, and I love to see another woman doing that. Oh, but I'd wow. love to hear this story. This is pretty yes. cool. I, I don't remember how exactly I first got introduced to your work. It was obviously as it was on Instagram. And I, I remember, I don't know if you remember this, but my very first time at AACD was in 2017. And mm -hmm. I met you and I tried to play it cool because you you introduced yourself and you're like, yeah, I work with with Dr. Appa. And I was like, oh, OK, nice to meet you. And I'm like, yeah, she does. Of course, she works with Appa. <laughs> like I've like known I've been like following your story, like secret so lurker, like, <laughs> OK, every time um, I, you post something, I'm like, oh, dear God, it's so beautiful. I just. I just want to learn You're all so of your sweet. tips and tricks. And honestly, I've been messaging you that I need to know your your course dates for yeah. 2024 because I am there yeah. front row and center. Um, no, I, I just I, I'm, I just can't believe that you are not only here conversing with me, but also you're going to be one of our keynote speakers at this year's retreat. Oh, my gosh. I'm so, so hyped. I'm so hyped about that. I know that we'll be teaching um, like our ceramic for Strive at, in Chicago, and then I'm flying straight to you. So back to back, maybe people want to spend two weekends with me. Who knows? <laughs> Should be a really fun time, both in Chicago and in Sonoma. I'm so excited. I was so jelly last year. I'm not going to lie to you. Shout out to um, Skylar Morton, who yeah. actually like was the person that like linked us up uh, for the first time I can remember. And he's like, you have to go to this. She's a badass. She's doing this. She told me she wants you to come. I'm like, I really wanted to go. And I think we had a conflict or some other co course. It's that we like were you're busy or something. I don't know. <laughs> sometimes, just sometimes. You know what? I think that there are just not enough hours in the day. Like, like, let's just make the days longer so we have more time to do really cool shit. How about that? I, I love it. I love it. I mean, who needs yeah. sleep, right? No, actually, yeah. I really need a lot of sleep. <laughs> okay. You're telling well, me. <laughs> I love oh it. My. 
So we're going to, this is going to be just a full on, let's peel back the curtains. We're going to talk about um, the brand, the, the course, building um, the clientele, but we're also going to talk about like how hard it is to do both and the toll it takes on our mental health. And um, this is a, a plug for the retreat guys, because if you are not already, um, if you're not already a part of the community, I, I certainly, I urge you to only because what well, one it's, Having an outlet where you can really talk about the hard stuff is everything. Like we mm-hmm. constantly are in this social media comparison game and um, Andy is a spectacular clinician, but seeing lots of like, you know, dental porn, as we call it, can do a number on our own psyches. And, and like, 100%. just like, when, yeah, like this, this whole like um, comparison is what is it? The thief of joy, the thief of joy, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. You know, I think, I think that that's such, it's such an important message. And it's also really important that we, we talk about that. We talk about the journey. You know, I never thought that by like posting and showcasing my work that I was doing that to other people. I really just wanted to present to potential patients the possibilities of what is possible in dentistry. That's what the goal of creating my social media was. It was me working under two massive names in the industry and saying to myself, well, well, how am I going to get people to call up for me? And it really started, it started very, very early on, you know, bringing just kind of a little bit of what I was doing to social media And, you know, I think I'm approaching like 30,000 followers. That to me is obscene. I've never paid for a follower. I've never wanted to have fake followers. I've always built this kind of idea of this brand under the the prefix of, I'm going to put out the shit that I want to put out. I'm going to put out the messages that I want to put out. And this is my outlet for it. And I think a lot of people really enjoy that. A lot of people are so pro supporting everything that I do. And and that, I mean, that's amazing to, to make friends with patients and dentists throughout the world because of a yeah. social media platform. It's pretty spectacular. But I think it's important that we also talk about the positives, but we talk about some of the negatives. And, yes, please. you know, that's, that's a hard thing. You know, I, I package a lot of those things and those messages. Sometimes I let out a little bit of me and I showcase some things that I've been going through. I've, I've gone through and people really just don't know what I don't want them to know for a reason. And I'll give you a, for instance, like, you know, not to get, start this pot off so depressing, but oh, no. a lot of people let's, don't let's know. Start it off. yeah I mean like I feel like this background is like so perfect for the story that I'm about to tell but like it's fitting it's like so dark and gloomy um you know something that people don't know about me is I unfortunately lost a lot of people in my life and it took many years of dealing with the fact that I've lost my mother my brother and my dad as well as my really good friend in a very short period of time. Oh my God. And 
I think the worst thing that anybody could ever say to me is like, oh my God, look at her. She's so successful. She's so lucky. Those words to me, it's like you take a knife and you're like stabbing it in my heart. Because if you really understood, you know, what the day-to-day of like life is for me, I don't think that you'd want my life. I don't think you'd trade places if you knew really how hard I am on myself. And just the fact that, you know, I didn't have a lot of support. Now, let's be honest. I had a lot of support from my, my close family. My, my friends have become my family and a lot of great mentors. But I think it's really important to just say, like, people are going through things and you may not have an, a singular idea of how hard things are for them. And there's a reason why they're at the gym. There's a reason why they wake up early and they work hard. It's because they're trying to deal with the stuff that's going on in their head. So, you know, I, I'm excited for things like this to really open up like the making of retreat. I'm excited to talk about this stuff for the first time. I'm excited for Kyle Stanley I'm, and listening to him work through probably the same thing I was going through at a very high level, treating a lot of patients and working yourself into the ground. And it's what high functioning people like us do, right? We're sitting here on a Thursday afternoon, recording a podcast to put content in the world that we believe in. Why? It's because we are crazy in a little bit. (laughs) But it's also because we have a vision for things that we want to create. And I think that that's so special, you know? Oh, well, oh my gosh, there is so much there that I just want to unpack. Like, well, one, like, holy shit, that's freaking crazy. You lost your brother, your mom and your dad. And who else did you say? Was that? My best, one of my best friends who um, unfortunately took his own life, you know? And that's, there's a lot to, to unpack, you know, like obviously, you know, it, it doesn't really impact you in the moment. I think yeah. years later, you realize things about yourself that you were suppressing things for a lot of years. And it's maybe, um, maybe it articulated itself to other people as like, she's so like stern or she's so harsh or she's so hard. Like I'm hard and stern because that's how I survived all of this, you know, putting on like a little harder exterior and not letting people in because it wouldn't hurt me as much, you know, if I let somebody in and they disappointed me. So it's a tricky, it's tricky thing. And then, you know, when you bring that to patients, you know, patients, this is a whole nother topic in itself, but like, Patients perceive you in a certain way, right? When they meet you, they, they've already made their assumptions about the person that you are and the lifestyle that you are. And, you know, I'm not the person that is flying on a private plane every weekend. I'm, I've experienced amazing things, don't get me wrong, but my lifestyle is a very simple lifestyle. I live in New York City, I have a one-bedroom apartment, I have a good little family, some good little dogs, and this is my life. And my, what I focus on is practicing dentistry and doing great things in dentistry, like educating. And those have become two things that I enjoy. And if I leave this earth, I know that I'm making an impact in patients' lives and 
dentist lives. And that's, I'm okay with that. No, absolutely. And I cannot wait to have you in an intimate setting where you feel you're able to share um, more specifically on, on your hardships. So I'm not going to, I'm going to be respectful and not broadcast that to that. the podcast world. But if you guys, um, and this is why we have a retreat in a small, smaller setting, because you, you really want to feel like you can talk about stuff with everybody. And, um, and I can't wait to hear your story, Andy. And, and just, I mean, I already thought you were incredible before, but knowing that, you know, you've done this in spite of what you've had to walk through is just, I mean, so inspiring. Um, I want to circle so back. Um, I want to mm-hmm. circle back to the whole patient patient expectations and when you're dealing with well one you're in New York City you work at LLK now like one of the mm-hmm. premier cosmetic offices in in Manhattan um and now you've i mean we're talking about lots of money for these treatment plans which is seems like super awesome but where mm-hmm. there's a lot of reward there's a lot of risk so can you like oh, talk about, let's just dive deep into what you've seen and what you aren't able to talk about on your platform, because you can't talk about patient experiences on, on aesthetics by Andy, but you can here. Right. I love that. I mean, listen, I think without a doubt, I will tell you that people think that you could just slap some veneers on a patient and they'll be happy with this dramatic before and after, right? Even if the before and after is sensational. Yeah. I attract a level of a person. (laughs) You know, you know what I want to say, a level of crazy. I attract a level or a type of person that is obsessed with the detail meaning corners, edges, angles, textures, translucency, density. Like when I tell you I've had a woman sit with a mechanical pencil and draw the way that they want the texture and the light to scatter on their teeth, I am not joking. Like stood in a stood with a mirror, a 5X, sorry, 5X oh mirror with a light and a mechanical pencil drawing what she wanted me to do. And, you know, um, I learned how to be a very patient human being with my patients. I think that's something early in my career I was not very good at. I took conclusions or I used to interrupt somebody. But the truth is they want to be heard, right? What makes me successful in a consultation? Shutting up and listening to what they're saying to truly understand what they want to achieve. And I think I've gotten really good at navigating and setting somebody's expectations from the start. I forget who told me this, but it was something along the lines of, if you tell them in advance, you're preparing them. If you tell them after the fact, it's your mistake, right? So a very simple one, like a patient comes in for a consult and you talk about doing the top teeth. Maybe you talk talk about doing four teeth, right? fitting it into their bite and making it work for that patient where it's a small, subtle transformation. Well, did you tell the patient that maybe it's possible if they want this length of tooth, 
that we need to do a little enamelplasty on a lower tooth. Did you tell them at the consultation? If you didn't, and then after the teeth are in, you tell them you're going to adjust the lower tooth. Well, wait a second. Why are you touching my lower tooth? I don't want you to touch my lips. Well, if you need to have it, then you're backpedaling. So I think being really prepared, obviously, visualizing the problems before they happen is something that is incredibly important when you're treating patients, especially at this level. But I think, you know, this world of cosmetic, and I know because I'm talking to my friends in the UK, I'm talking to my friends in Florida, in Miami, in London, in, in um, LA, Canada, like all over the world. And they're all seeing these types of patients and they're all having tricky times with it. So I know that it's not just me. And sometimes you have to understand that maybe you can't make a patient happy. Right. Maybe you can't live up to the expectation or the vision that they have in their head for their smile transformation. And what do you do then? Do you give them back all their money? Do you refer them to someone? Do you put them, take their restorations off and, and put them back into temporaries? What do you do? We're all dealing with these things, but maybe we, we need to be in communication with each other to really understand how we as a group of dentists yes. can treat these patients successfully. Because oh it gosh. doesn't work, bad-mouthing another dentist saying, I can do no. this better. Can you? Can I Maybe I can. I'm not sure. I don't know, you know? Tricky. It really is. Oh, I, I love everything that you just said. And, um, oh, my gosh, I just, I can't even imagine the level of stress. Like, we are cementing veneers, doing, prepping veneers. You see my grace? Are you seeing them here? Oh, girl. <laughs> I mean. Seriously. It's, 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 it's an epidemic. Um, yeah. Um, is that the right word? That's not the right word. Pandemic? Uh, no. Pandemic. I don't want to talk about pandemic. <laughs> we just went through it. I mean, an epidemic. That word epidemic. works. Epidemic. Okay. okay. They're, they're just popping up every couple of days. We get it. Just got to get I a just... really good hairdresser. <laughs> right? Shoot. Um, I, I think it. It makes um, it that hits so close to home, like with you talking about that, because I mean, it is so stressful and we already have so much pressure on ourselves to be the best dentist ever. I mean, we're looking at mm -hmm. tenths of a millimeter and all this, all of this stuff for margins. What is, mm -hmm. what are you, what are your... Um, like when a patient wants, or have you, have you had a patient want their money back? I should say. Oh yeah. Oh God. I mean, I, I don't, I don't love advertising this, but right. I'll tell you a, a good story about a patient that I disagreed with. Okay. Um, I had a patient who came in to see me for a consultation and she, during that con consultation, there was a couple red flags that had popped up. Okay. She had talked about a plastic surgeon that had done work to her multiple times, revisions of, of work, multiple nose jobs, multiple breast reductions, enhancements, different ways. And she never once said anything positive about them. All these yeah. people were butchers. All these people destroyed her. Um, and she was, she was, not the happiest. Like you could just tell she wasn't a happy person. She didn't smile. She didn't want to laugh. Like 
usually during a consultation, people are excited, right? I show them what's possible and then they leave like, can we book this tomorrow, right? That's the excitement that you want. So, you know, we had this consultation. I had treatment plan. She was coming to me for revision. Um, she had had some veneers done. That's already a red flag, right? She had had some work done. She wasn't happy with it. So, you know, I definitely articulated to her, like, this is the process. This is how we're going to change it. We're going to work everything out in our provisionals. We're going to get it perfect. And then we're going to execute on it. Fine. Mm -hmm. I got her substantially happy to the Mm -hmm. point where she was obsessed with her temporaries. Like I was obsessed. She was obsessed. Take it to the ceramic. My ceramist, I was living and breathing over his shoulder to execute this case to the level that I knew it needed to be executed on, okay? Where I sat down at the bench and started reshaping the ceramic to get the shapes similar to what it was in the temporary. Fine. I get the ceramic back. I try it in. It's gorgeous. Like, it is next level, probably one of the best cases I've ever tried in my career. And I show it to her. Now, this can be an hour-long conversation of do you show your cases to your patients? Right. This particular patient, I wanted to get her feedback. She looks at it and she says, it's too bright. And I said, okay, well, we can tone it down. We can stain it down. Fine. We stain it down. We show it to her. She loves it. She says, this is perfect. Exactly what I thought. Thank you so much for being patient with me. I put the teeth in. Calls the office oh, and says that she was very upset that I didn't listen to her, that she didn't like these teeth. Now, I have somebody present with me in the room when I'm doing this. I'm not doing this alone and asking her, does she like? I had other people around. I have the ceramist, my, my uh, assistant, and me in the room. Right. taking photos to document all of the work, the way that it looks, the way that the teeth are tried in. And long story short, she told me that I had, what I had done to her was butchering her and that it was really affecting her on an emotional level. And she was considering doing something harmful to herself. And that was the first time I'd ever experienced a patient putting their energy on you. Mm. And, you know, I offered to redo her teeth. I offered to cut them off and go through the process again. I said to her, I wanted to make her happy. Tried to get her in to do multiple adjustments, make her happy as she could be. At the end of it, I said to her, you know, I just don't know that I'm the person that can get you to that level where you're happy. Mm -hmm. And obviously she had wanted her money back. I had given her a refund. um, And I just said, you know, I wish you the best. It's really unfortunate. This is not what I wanted to do. And that was it. And, you know, did I handle it right? I'm not sure. Should I have given her money back? I'm not sure. You know, there's a lot of things that when you run a business, and I'm sure like you can really relate to this, you build your own policies, but like, you don't want those bad reviews. You don't want people saying negative things about you. Like, how do you combat that? And the truth is the more you do something, the more likely it is going to be. It's just numbers that, that there are going to be people that are really happy and that are going to be the face of your brand and love to showcase you. And then there are going to be people 
that are maybe unhappy. And it may not be because of you. It may be because there's something that they're unhappy with themselves. So, Oh my gosh. I can relate to that on so many levels. I had a patient, Andy, since we're um, exchanging some horror stories. I have a patient patient that in in our office, we still don't mention her name. It's almost like... um, (laughs) The Bloody Mary. Is that the? Yeah. yeah, 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 Bloody Mary. Yes. So this patient um, found us on social media, uh, moved from out of state, and um, there should have been a red flag. We talk about red flags, right? Like, right. We should, we should create a course about red flags and how to avoid them. Uh, um, I love no, that. She, she message. She messaged. She said. I have, um, I started my veneer process already in, um, in the state of Texas. And Mm -hmm. I've been in temporaries for five months because I've been looking for someone to cement them. And I was like, what, why? And apparently the doctor who prepped them literally just gave her the the gave her the porcelain and said, I cannot make you happy. Find someone who can cement these for you. And here I come trying to be hero. Okay, let's figure out exactly what it was that you didn't like in your temps, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, blah. And she gave, she had drawings. She pointed out line angles, embrasures, um, all of the different things. And I'm still thinking, okay, we're going to take a thousand photos. I've documented mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. She is sending me all her, um, all her celebrity crushes. And then we are, we're giving all of those photos to the ceramist and we're really, we're going to knock it out of the park. Mm. So um, she's in for the prep. Cause I told her, I said, you know what? We cannot I I, mm-hmm. I don't know what's going to be under those temps that you've had for almost six months. Right. If, I, if I take on your case, we're going to start from scratch. I'm not just going right. to cement this. So um, she agreed. She re, uh, she paid our fees. And honestly, I should have charged way more <laughs> if I could do anything <laughs> differently, charge way more. Right. <laughs> and um, and we get the wax up back, tries in the wax up, loves it. We prep her. The wax up is amazing. Like her temps. I got so many DMs from dentists following the stories that said, those mm-hmm. are your temps. Like, holy crap. Nice. They're gorgeous. And I'm <laughs> thinking, oh yeah, I'm trying to be like Andy. Crushed it. Crushed it. <laughs> Crushed it. <laughs> oh my gosh. And she leaves so happy, Andy. And then what happens that night? She's blowing up my dms and of course it happens at like 10 o'clock at night she's blowing up my dm saying this was not what we agreed on i am so upset i'm crying it's weighing on me emotionally blah 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 and so all of the things that she pointed out that she did not like with the original Mm -hmm. temps Mm-hmm. We took measurements. I took I took the freaking calipers out and we did measurements. Yeah. And yeah. um she she did not like it. And then we had to send everything back with all the adjustments. Mm-hmm. The first round of ceramics, she did not approve. So again, 
come in, let's talk about this, you know, like two hours in the chair talking about the details. Your time is expensive, it's FYI. expensive, like, right? It's ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. And then we yeah. finally get the second set back and she says she's happy with them. And I still don't believe her because I make mm. her get up, look at it in different lights, look at it in different angles. Jeez. I took five hours that day. This is only four veneers, just four, Andy. I cemented it over four, five and a half hours just to make sure she was okay with it all the entire way. And she gets back that night and says, I don't know why I agreed to cementing this. I felt rushed. I'm like, motherfucker. Rushed? I literally. Rushed? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Like, this is, this is the problem that yeah. I have with yeah. dentistry at this yeah. level. <laughs> you think I haven't been through exactly what you're talking about? I've been through it all day long, multiple times, yeah. many more times than I care to admit. But like, how can we, it's like, I hate to say this. Sometimes men dentists don't deal with this. They don't, they don't, they're like, it, this is what it is. Cut and, dry. and you know what? People respond differently. I've yeah. seen it many, many times in both practices that I've worked at, both with very, very talented men dentists. Like yeah. it's something about the dominance of it. Yes. Now, obviously, like we are females and we will attract people that want to be treated in a gentler, kinder way. But how do we, how do we get to the point where we tell a patient something is not possible? This right. is not possible for you. What you're showing me, the translucency level, this, this is not good for you. I, I talk about it a lot in my, in my lectures, like translucency is an instrument. It's a tool that we use to make long teeth look shorter. You want me to put massive bands of translucency in your already short teeth? Mm. I'll do it, but you're the one responsible for it after because mm. I know what this is going to look like. It's going to make your short tooth look shorter. A little dentistry in there, you know? <laughs> I love it. I love it. So how did it end up? What did you do? How did you um, solve it? Did you dismiss her? I, well, we dismissed her, but we also, um, she she's out of state. So... Mm -hmm. Thank mm. you, baby Jesus. I'm like, but baby she'll Jesus. still message me from time to time. And each time I'm mm. like, fuck, I don't want to look at the message. Because then on Instagram, it, it shows that you can. It shows you've seen it. it. it, it shows I know. It. So it's hard. It's, it's not easy. It's not See, and then that's the other thing. Like, because we're so accessible to our patients, they uh, feel like they can send us these messages of like just unloading. And I'm just like, like, if I say anything, it's from a combative standpoint. I'm just like, well, you did. Well, if I would have known, I'm like, well, I mean, like, I didn't know that you were going to have a problem with this. This is a virgin tooth. We put a veneer on it. I'm surprised that you're sensitive. I don't know why you're sensitive. There's got to be a reason. We're going to get to the bottom of it. But don't count me out just yet. I got you here, didn't I? Like, oh, anyway, we can talk about that for hours. I'm sure hours. that we will. Maybe yeah. we should have a little like a DL like 
session at I love the it. making of retreat where we, where we really tell the no. whole story. <laughs> yes. Oh no, that is, that is, I, no am, restrictions. So, <laughs> I am so looking forward to that. No. That yes. is going to happen at the retreat. <laughs> for sure. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you for making um, yourself more, um, more um, like the rest of us. I appreciate that so much, Andy. <laughs> Guys, I'm, I just want you, I want to put this out there. Everybody thinks I'm like, like when people, this weekend I met people and they were literally shaking. Like when they were met, they're like, Aww. I've been your fangirl for, I'm just like, guys, come over here. Come, let's take a picture. Like, let's, like, let's talk. Like, let me know. Yeah. You're like, everybody has this persona of me. I'm just a dentist. I'm a girl from Brooklyn, guys. Like, I love it. He's up. I'm not a freaking celebrity here. Like, let's just have fun um, and, and, you know, do some dentistry. Well, I, dis- I disagree on the celebrity, but okay. I um I adore you, Andy. Okay, so now what does your, have you created like boundaries that you've set for yourself mm. then personally and professionally? Yeah. This is a great one. I have a hard time making boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, so much so that I recently started doing this thing where I put my phone on do not disturb from 11 o'clock at night till 11 o'clock in the morning. Good for <laughs> and I you. tried really, really hard not to focus on things that are going on on my phone when I wake up in the morning. I usually wake up, go to the gym, meet with my trainer, have the one hour a day that is like just my mental focus of like being a healthy person. And then usually around lunchtime, that's when I'll go into my phone and just say like, okay, what, what, what do I have to do today? I, I get so sick of like waking up in the morning. The first thing I do is check my phone yep. and like, here's all the problems. So I don't even go to my text messages in the morning. I try to just like really turn off. It's very hard though. It's hard to pull away. I feel like always, there's always something that has to have my attention and, and it's hard for me to, t- to truly turn off. But I think the time that I turn off the most is my workout time. When I'm working out, that's for me. I won't pick up my phone. I won't look at my phone. Like that is something that I am really good about. My trainer will attest to it because I'll be like, what time is it, Chanda? And she'll be like, we still have 20 minutes. Let's go. Come on. Let's get back to work. <laughs> so okay. Um, but it's hard. What do you do? How do you turn off? I don't. Do you turn off? No. I don't think you do either. I don't think you do either. And by the way, I didn't turn off for seven and a half years of my life. Literally seven and a half years. And then I took six months to just say, I'm not going to do this. Two months completely off. And then I was working a little bit and now I'm back to work. But my back to work is three days a week. Three oh my- days a week. That's it. Dear God, you know? okay. I um okay. I have so many questions that I'm going <laughs> to ask you, but but you're going to talk about that whole breaking up with dentistry for six months at at the retreat. Yeah. So we're not going to give any spoilers out there because we're gonna like we're gonna super respect your privacy. So if you guys want to hear it. Andy's Andy's story, you need to be there. Like you honestly, you need to fucking be there. I'm sorry. You just need to go. <laughs> if, if you're going to want to spend time with Andy, we're going to get all the it's deeds. So it's going to be amazing. Okay. So, so I sign mean, up it's going to be so fun. Imagine like also unfiltered Andy with a glass of wine in her hand. I don't even yes. know. It's going to, yes. it's going to get interesting. <laughs> I, I cannot wait. I cannot wait to hang out with drunk Andy. 
Can I just say? Oh my God. Yeah. Hey, can we make sure it's like after my lecture? I want to make sure I want to give you everything. I don't want to be like messy from for the lecture. So maybe after we're done. Okay. I promise we'll have some drinks okay. and we'll enjoy for sure. Good. Well, I, I, <laughs> so I want to, I want to pick your brain though, because Okay, so you you have carved out your workout time and you, I mean, Mm -hmm. over the years, Andy, you have just, it's obvious that you have put effort into taking care of your health. Like, I want to pick your brain because you look amazing. Like, what are you doing these days for exercise, (laughs) diet, the whole nine? Yeah, I mean, so, okay, that's so interesting that you say that because before COVID, I was working out, but not as intensely and then COVID hit. And I shot up like 210, 215. Like I was the heaviest I've ever been. And, you know, I was a division one athlete most of my life through college for, for four years. I was division one athlete. I used to swim in high wow. school. I used to swim when I was much younger. So I've always been like a very athletic person. But COVID was the first time that like I, first of all, was not talking to human beings, right? Like I spent yeah. all day long talking to patients, joking with patients, joking with staff. And I went from being a socially active human being to sitting in a box in New York City in my apartment. And like, it got to the point where I was organizing my sock drawer for six and a half hours. Like, that's not healthy or normal (laughs) activity, ladies and gentlemen. Let me just put that out there. Um, And, and, you know, I was eating a lot. I was eating a lot during COVID. I'm sure we all were. Oh, yeah. And so after COVID, I got really into the working out. And um, I finally found a trainer that not only helps me with the working out, she helps me with the mental as well. Like, yeah, she had been through a lot of stuff. She's she's a little older than me. I really I do look up to her quite a bit. She was a bodybuilder. She really knows how to like, carve your body. And like I said to her, she's like, what are your goals? I said, well, first, I want to lose weight. Mm-hmm. I want to build certain parts of my body. Mm-hmm. And this is what I want to do. And she said, okay, if you trust me to get you there, I will get you to those results, but you have to put in the work. And she always helped me accountable. And I think she's the little secret sauce to a lot of my success. Like I'll tell you this weekend, we taught Thursday, Friday, and then we had a new group Saturday, Sunday, right? So after oh teaching Thursday, Friday, like giving everything, right? Now we got to do it all over again. So I told, I told my trainer, I was like, hey, like, I know you're going to freaking hate me. But I think I need to get a workout in before the first day, round two. Would you come to the hotel gym and work out with me at like 6.30 in the morning? Mm-hmm. She's like, Andy, I would not do this for any other human <laughs> being. I will be there wow. and we will hit it. And let me tell you something. First day vibes. I came in like ready to go with the most energy. I was like hyped up and people felt it like people felt that I was awake. They did not feel that I was tired. And I, and that's part of it, you know? So having somebody that keeps you accountable, really taking care of yourself, watching what you're eating, that's everything. Um, But like really just committing to something because it's what you want to do. I wasn't happy because I had constantly a camera in my face. Mm. It was to the point where I was like, don't put me on camera. So I was limiting myself and I didn't like the way I looked and I just started working on it. And it's been, it's a, it's a journey. It's not something that's overnight. 
There's no magic. Like you have to really just put in the work. And you know, there are days I'm good about it and there are days I'm not. And it's okay to forgive yourself for the days that you cheat. And then you can go back and be just as strong the next day, you know? So yeah, it's a journey, (laughs) you know? It's a journey. Are you, are you tracking what you're eating or are you tracking macros or calories? Or- I, I need to be tracking more. My, my trainer will, I basically will word vomit what I've been eating. And I, <laughs> there was a point where I was taking pictures of everything. I yeah. got a little crazy and I would like send it to her at the end of the day. But I feel like that's when I'm the most accountable of like, yeah. oh shit, I'm not going to eat that because I ate all of that today. So that helped me a lot. Um, I should start tracking. My trainer actually just had this conversation with me that we start tracking everything that we're eating. Um, but yeah, I think I think the taking a picture of it before you eat it, and and then I would take a picture after if I didn't eat it all the way, so I knew exactly how much food I was putting into my body. So that that's a big part of it. Oh, amazing. Yeah. And okay, <laughs> living in New York City, gosh, that's like the hardest freaking thing to eat. This is not a backdrop, by the way, people. This is my window. Yeah, we're gonna put this on on YouTube and you can yeah. see you can see Andy's amazing backdrop. It's, I mean, he lives in the Mecca of the best food ever. Like I, I went to school at NYU. Yeah. I don't know if you knew that, but I went to NYU. I did not for, know that. Yeah. So I went to NYU. What year did you graduate? 2009. So I was actually in the um, the honors aesthetics group with Kalamia. Um, How did I not know this? Oh, because <laughs> okay. So this is so stupid. Um, Brian, <laughs> met my husband, Brian would uh-huh. visit me. We were uh, long distance when I was at mm-hmm, NYU, mm-hmm. and my mm-hmm. Fridays. If he came to visit, I would like duck out of the ditch. Ah, it was so dumb. (laughs) I didn't. uh, Okay, this was before I knew Appa was Appa. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. Who was in your year that I would have known? Was Vin Calamia in your year? No, must have been a few years after you. Yeah. Wait, what year did you graduate? I graduated in 2014. Okay. Wow. So I just missed you then. You just missed me. Yeah. Oh, damn. Don't you just wish that like, sometimes you could, I feel like I, I feel like we would have been really good friends in dental school. I don't know. And I also would have convinced you to come to honors instead. (laughs) That's for sure. I definitely, I lived my life. So for those of you who don't know, um, NYU has a program that only accepts like 15 people a year. And the goal is for dentists to do cosmetic dentistry in their fourth year of dental school. And, you know, it's so funny. I'll tell you a quick story. I had a mentor, my group practice director, Dr. Resnick, like at the time, he, um, he would say to me like, well, where, where are you? Where are you? Like I'm I'm, I'm sitting up on the, on the eighth floor in honors aesthetics. And he's like, but it's not your honors aesthetics week. I was like, I understand, but I have a case. Like, I really want to go up and do the case, you know? And he would be like to me, he's like, listen, I will give you full reign to go up there any Friday that you want. But if I ever walk upstairs and you're not there, you're <laughs> you're going to have to come down to the fourth floor and you won't go to honors aesthetics ever again. So I was there every Friday 
I would take my instruments from the sterilization the night before because the upstairs sterilization wouldn't open until 9.30. I was the only student sitting down there at 8.15, ready to roll with all my equipment and ready to hit the day. I loved that, that program. That to me was like probably the biggest influence of me doing cosmetic dentistry yeah. and creating who you see today was built in those walls at NYU. Yeah, uh, you know, if, if we were just the same year, you would have totally mm -hmm. been my bestie and you would have held me accountable so that I wouldn't yeah. duck out on a freaking Friday. It was to the point where I, um, it was like towards the end of the year and I sat down and Appa turns and looks at me. He's like, where have you been all year? <laughs> like, oh, sorry. So you were in Appa's class. I was. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's uh, nuts. That's nuts. <laughs> that is, that's truly nuts. Um, wow. Small dental world, eh? Very yes. small world. Very small <laughs> so world. Cool. So cool. So it's so funny uh, that you say that because also my, my mentor now, well, my boss now, Dr. Brian Cantor, was like a year after. And Brian was also in honors aesthetics. Like so many amazing dentists in this world. John Rashi in L.A., yeah. Honors Aesthetics alumni. Like, oh my god! I feel like we should do an Honors Aesthetics alumni meetup, like to see Let's all the it. brilliant dentists that have come from this program all over the world. That's pretty cool. That the would be so to cool, Dr. Kamiya, for sure. Yeah. Would I be able to attend that though, or would yes, I you will attend? <laughs> you will be there. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Funny. Oh my gosh. Funny. Wait, this is too fun. I don't even know what to say. Like, this is just fun. Like, just talking to another woman who is so strong and like just feels good in her own skin. You could just tell it radiates from you. I know you don't think of this, think of yourself that way, but I look up to you just as much as you look up to me. Like, the idea or of starting a practice and building multiple practices and building a brand. It is not easy and oh. you should you should know that there are other people out there cheering you on when you have oh. bad days. You should know we are we are here for you. Just remember that. Well, I appreciate that so much. Thank you. And yeah, it's it is not easy. It is um so much of of the stress and the overwhelm you will never see on social media and um yeah. so that's why I'm so grateful for podcasts and for like just in-person meetups and just being able to connect like this Andy it's everything and um I mean I I think it's, that women in dentistry like we're such a force we're so, it's no longer a male dominated profession and we really do need to be supporting each other it's um mm -hmm. yeah so I I can't wait I can't wait to bring you to Sonoma and, and have you yeah share your story and um oh man and i need to get all of the dates for stribe for next year because it is going Thank on you. the calendar now that i'm officially a Coys grad and i don't have to travel to seattle check, like every check, other month check. yes mm -hmm. can't wait love that 
Uh, we will love to have you any course, any date. We will save you a seat. How? Why don't you just fly to London in two weeks and just come hang out with us there? Let's go. Um, come on. <laughs> you're going to be in London in two weeks. Oh, my gosh. Two weeks. Yeah. We're doing a, a nice course in London. Apparently a very fancy hotel. My, my business partner, Rodri, um, plans the ones in the UK and I plan the ones in the US. Um, but it's supposed to be so fun. I'm excited for it. I just love I, going to London. It's just so fun, you know. Uh, you're just living so my dream life. I I wanna I wanna give um Stribe a like a plug, obviously. Um let's yeah. talk about because this isn't just the making of, you know, dental right. offices. This is the making of anything. So can you walk us through the vision yeah. I know we're going just a little bit longer but it's, I just want it's more it's all Andy. good okay I, um, it's all good I would love to take you through it um, okay yes yes so, let's 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 talk yeah so okay COVID hits I am unemployed <laughs> living in New York City and watching dentistry and people like me suffering and you know, obviously a lot of people are not working. A lot of people are bringing education to social media, doing these online lectures. And so I had this really good friend, who I have this really good friend, Elon Choi, um, who was an NYU grad as well, who had just graduated like right before COVID, was in his residency when COVID hit. Mm -hmm. And residency in New York City, when you're a dental resident now, at this point in time, now you're a COVID swabber. You're not a dental resident anymore because you're not doing dentistry. Oh, my God. So, you know, both of us were very unhappy. I was, you know, obviously not working and just trying to be creative. And, you know, we had sat one night and he said, you know, like, I always think that, like, people are not doing it right. They're just putting this free content. Like, we should have lectures online and we should get like the best people from all over the world to lecture and give these lectures for like a silly fee for like $5 and get to CE, right? Or give them CE for like almost nothing. And it was our way of bringing the education, like dental education at a very high level to people all over the world for very, very little money. We just wanted them to show up. That's why we charged a fee. It's not because we needed the money. Right. We don't need your $5. We want you to come, <laughs> right? And so if you've, yeah. if you've paid $5, some, some dentists, especially the cheap ones, are going to show up, right? Like they're going to come <laughs> to these yeah. lectures because they paid for it, right? Because in the beginning, we considered doing it for free. So in six days, Elon and I built the first version of the Stribe website from scratch. We didn't know That's how to code. Crazy. We didn't know how to do any of these things. Like literally Elon was sitting there like figuring out how to code a Shopify website. Okay. What? Um, not easy, but we did it. And then we had some events and then we were like, you know, we need to do some on demand. And so we built the masterclasses and we had details, the masterclass and Art of Resin with Rodri Thomas, one of the most talented clinicians, lectures all over the world, lectures for Cosmonet, um, among other amazing brands. He decided he wanted to be a part of this as well. He's been my friend for a really long time. And then once we were done creating these online classes, we're like, you know, everybody DMs me for like these photography equipment, like what my recommendations, 
like we need a photography course. So we built that. We built the box, which is the photography equipment, basically everything you need to learn um, with a lecture for, by me, plus all of the equipment. So we built the box and then we built bouncers. And then we started to say like, we need to have online. So basically uh, in-person courses. And it just has evolved to be this massive um, undertaking and something I am incredibly proud of. Like we started this with no money. We've, we had, I remember like years ago during COVID when we launched the box, we had 572 orders in a matter of days. Like it, it was incredible. Like, I couldn't understand the response wow. from people, like how they took it. And it's the same thing with the courses. Like we put a course up, it sells out. It's, it's, it is a dream to build a company like this. And the truth is we're just getting started. Like we have so many things that we're working on, so many advances. Like the, the goal is not to make money. I just want to be clear about that. Like all that money, I've donated a lot of it. We've given a lot back to different organizations. Like I am not about sitting here collecting money. And I want to be clear about that. Even when I do smile makeovers, like it's not about money to me. For the first seven and a half years of my life, I, I worked and made a salary. I didn't take a single penny home Which from is the cases wild. that I did. That is wild. wild. But money has never been my motivator. For me, it's always been about creating really special things. And I know that you feel the same way about your babies, about your pods, about your, your retreat. Like these are, and that's why you're being so hard on yourself, Ashley. Like I didn't promote this. I didn't, you are just by being you remember that, you know, like you are putting a lot of great messages into the world. And I think if you're passionate about something, you're going to do that, right? Like you're going to put, the things that you love into the world and see what happens. And that's, I think, the MO of every major entrepreneur that has ever, ever existed in dentistry or in any profession. Put things out into the world that you really love and are passionate about and people will receive it. And I know that they will. So that's how Strive was born. It's just been a passion project, honestly, you know? And it's only it's a couple years back old on it. now. Like two years, uh, mm. actually we, oh my God, I didn't even realize we just had a two year anniversary. <laughs> that is wild. Yeah. Six, 2020. That's when we founded six, one, 2020. And now two years later, here we are like, oh, that's nuts. nuts. It's nuts. That is absolutely incredible. And wait, how, how big are your class sizes now? So um, the online, well, obviously we have the online masterclass, but, um, and you can do that all the time, but the in-person classes are 30 people. We max it out. It's actually 29. We max it out at 29 so that we have a spare of everything. And the 30th person is a spare, um, like a spare setup or if something breaks. So, so 29 people per class. And, and honestly, I don't want any more. Like that is plenty. And I think it's just the right size where people feel like they get a little bit of me, a little bit of Rod at every point, and they don't feel like they're just lost in the a big, large classroom, you know? Oh, so that's, that's cool. That is so incredible. And I, I mean, mm -hmm. I can't wait to to take it myself. I'm super excited. Maybe I will look into London. That sounds so cool. I think you should look into London. I think I'm just gonna, um, I'm just gonna reserve a spot for you right now. And that's, <laughs> and that's it. 
and, and we're good. And we can go out and have a nice dinner in London and, yes. you know, enjoy. I think, that, I think it's, I think it needs to happen. You can um, be back to work on Monday morning. I've perfected this. You take you take the Thursday flight out. You land. You're there Friday, Saturday. You take the Sunday flight home, and guess what? You're ready at work on Monday morning. This, so this is how <laughs> this is how I know you're much younger than me, though, because that would not fly. <laughs> <laughs> that would not work for me <laughs> oh my god you could do it if I could do it you could do it I mean I of course say that as I'm like pulling my eye bo- my eyes apart from this oh last god. weekend of teaching and that was in my own time zone so yeah it's well crazy. I am <sighs> I'm super stoked I for you like your future is so bright Andy and you're continuing to inspire me and like everybody around the world with your skills and and the way you present yourself and um i can't wait for sonoma and um to like cheers you in person um so thank you so much for your time (laughs) and i know we're gonna get on a live next yeah um Mm -hmm. yeah so if if you are wanting to hear andy speak come to Sonoma. If you want to, um, to see her in person and see the incredible, um, hand skills she has. Oh my gosh, guys, there is no time like now, no better time than now to sign up for Stribe courses because you will get a free ticket to the retreat. So that is, um, I just, I just want to, I think we already have like, we had four sales today, FYI. We have at least four people that are in that draw for free seats. That's exciting. I'm I'm excited to to be a part of that too because I think dental continuing education, like the idea of giving a seat for free. I think we might have to do that one seat every course now moving forward, like a scholarship oh, donation I seat. That. I love that idea. It's so important to give back. I just want to say really quickly, thank you so much for having me. Thank you to everybody that listened to us ramble on for the last 45 minutes to an hour. I appreciate you. I'm so excited to keep watching you and supporting you. Mm. You're doing amazing things. Just keep your head up, keep your chin up. You're, you're, you're really blazing a trail that, that very few can follow and uh, just keep it up. Okay. Everything that you said, ditto right back at you, babe. Um, all right. Well, thank you guys. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of little black dress and the making of, and, um, for all things, Andy go on Instagram at aesthetics by Andy. That's what it is. Not aesthetics by Dr. Andy, right? Aesthetics by Andy. Andy. You got it. She's keeping it (laughs) real. Yes. All right. Take care guys. And we will see you soon. Bye. Bye.